Can Kyle Rittenhouse sue Joe Biden, sue the New York Times, sue every mainstream media outlet for calling him a white supremacist without any evidence? I don't know. And in fact, I'm not going to talk about it in this episode, but it's something to keep in mind for the future. So we're going to talk about Kyle again, coming up to the way on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I just want to throw in here that I heard someone say that what Kyle did stopped the riot, so I had to go double check that. So I went on Wikipedia, and the answer was, yes, there was no riot the day after what Kyle did. But I said to myself, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he did it on a Saturday. But the answer was no. I think he did it on a Monday. He did it on a Monday or a Tuesday. So it was a weekday riot that he went to, and then there was no more after that. So there you go. What he did stopped the riots. You know, something that the police could not do, or were told not to do and didn't do, he did it. He stopped the riot. So I figured out who's to blame in the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. You know, who's to blame for the two people that Kyle shot and killed, but also who's to blame for the, whatever it was, 137 cars that got set on fire the previous day. Who's to blame for Sequoia Turner, the uh, seven or eight year old cute black girl who got murdered in Atlanta during a Black Lives Matter riot? Actually, that one wasn't a riot. That was like a, they were setting up one of those Chaz Chop, uh, no law, no government zones. But basically, who's to blame for all the death that happened in the riots, all the property destruction that happened in the riots? Well, the answer is it's the mayors, the city councils, the police chiefs even sometimes, the governors sometimes, all the people that were afraid that they'd be called racist if they tried to stop the riots. I mean, they were trying to say they weren't racist. They're saying, oh, you know, whatever, these rioters have grievances that are understandable, so we just got to let them get it out of their system. Or, you know, during the day, it's peaceful. And at night it turns into a riot, so because of the peaceful part, we got to let the riot part go. And, you know, it was in a lot of blue cities, but whatever. This isn't a... Republicans were no better. You know, once again, it's just people in power uh, going back to their nice neighborhood and not giving a damn about the black and the brown and the poor that just had their lives devastated by this stuff. You know, basically, oh, a Pakistani convenience store got burned down and that whole family is going to be homeless? Well, at least I didn't get called racist. That was a small price to pay. And so, basically, we all agree that Kyle Rittenhouse, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have gone to the riot with a gun. I mean, at 17 years old. But the question is, how many days, you know, like, say if the mayor tells the police, don't stop the riots... How many days of rioting are allowed before the citizens have to do something themselves? Like, you know, to take it to the extreme, let's say, let's say in Kenosha, they let the rioters burn the place down for a hundred days in a row. Kind of like, kind of like what they did in Portland, except for Kenosha was a lot more fiery. Like it'd probably take about a hundred days of riots to burn down maybe every single business and every single house and every single school and every single police department you know, in a, in a city like that. So I don't know who was in control of the police in that city, but let's just say it was the mayor. 
So if the mayor's like, we're not gonna stop the riots for a hundred days, how many days of that rioting have to go on before you say, you know what, I guess it's okay for the citizens to go in there uh, and protect stuff. And yes, they're gonna have to be armed because it's a riot. People are gonna try and kill them. If you bring a fire extinguisher to a riot, and people with mental disorders are trying to burn down buildings and you put it out with a fire extinguisher, you're about to get attacked, for sure. So I'd say, you know, if a mayor lets it go on for 100 days, absolutely, citizens should just go protect the city. And it doesn't mean you can shoot people, but it means you can defend yourself and there ain't gonna be no prosecution. I mean, in Rittenhouse's case, it was, uh, a, it was a politically motive prosecution. You could just look at the video evidence and be like, oh, this guy's completely not guilty but they still had to put them up on charges because, you know, otherwise you're racist. So, a hundred days of rioting, I think you can go there, you can put out the fires with a fire extinguisher, you can protect yourself with a rifle if someone attacks you. I'd say if the mayor lets it go on for 50 days, you can go in there with a fire extinguisher and a rifle and try and stop the riots. You know, and then the number just gets keeps getting smaller. You know, I think uh, every person would probably have a different number where they say it's okay. You know, apparently Kyle Rittenhouse said, uh, I think it was two or three days of rioting. That's, that's as many as you get. I'm going in. And I think two or three days, that's a little low. I mean, you know, it's a little low. I mean, I live in a place that is not affected by riots. You know, I'm not a, like I say, I'm not from Pakistan with a convenience store. I'm not a black person with a nail salon. I'm not a homeless person who sleeps over, uh, under an overhang on a building that's about to get torched. So it's easy for me to say. But so, I think it's the people in power, the politicians, etc., who are to blame. Now you might say, well, they're terrified of being called racist because the media is a pack of liars and they, they use the accusation of racism as a bludgeon to get you fired, to take money away from your kids' mouths, make you miss a mortgage payment, lose your house. And it's true that the media and social media, that is what they do. But they're not the ones to blame. The politicians, they have to say, I don't care. I have to do what's right. There's a divide in America in the opinion on what Rittenhouse did and the trial and the result, I think. And I think initially, I thought it was maybe more about guns. Like, like I previously said, I have a buddy. He's like, he brought a gun. I'm like, it was you know, total self-defense. He's like, yeah, but he brought a gun. But I'm starting to think, I don't think that it's actually about the gun. I mean, that's what you say. That's what you have to say, I guess, to justify your position. But I don't think that's really why he just feels very, very strong negative emotions towards Kyle Rittenhouse. And I know other people on the left that feel the same way. And what it is, is it's, uh, I think the real reason is it's, uh, it's woke anti-racism. They think that Rittenhouse is racist or what he did is racist or something. I mean, it's a little bit nebulous. It's a little bit of a amorphous cloud of whatever. But it, it's related to uh, my Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is at Religion of Woke. And that's based on, um, there's a guy named John McWhorter. He's an Ivy League professor. Uh, he has a book out called Woke Racism. Anyways, he's like, he, I, I think right now he is the best intellectual in America. 
check him out. He's all over the place promoting his book. And uh, anyways, basically his thesis is that there's a thing going on in America and it's like a religion, you know, and I'm not against religion necessarily, but I think we can all agree, you know, maybe some religions are good, but there are definitely religions out there that are bad. And this woke religion is one of those ones. And, you know, you can listen to McWhorter. He's got all sorts of analogies like um, whiteness and white privilege and all those white things. That's like original sin in Christianity. Like Adam and Eve took a bite of the apple of knowledge. And now all their descendants, uh, whatever, have to be blamed for something. And they have to do stuff to make up for what their ancestor did. So basically, you're bad, and there's nothing you can do to change it. But then the thing you have to do, even though this is not take away the original sin, you know, what you have to do to show that you're a good person, to show that you are, you know, that you believe in the religion, that you're still a believer, is you have to say, I believe in racism. I believe racism exists. And then you've got to you know, you got to go out and tell people, you got to remind people that you believe racism exists as often as possible, basically. And, you know, go, go listen to Mick Warder. I mean, he does not say that racism doesn't exist. He doesn't say anything like that. But just this re religion is all about you telling other people that you know racism exists. And, you know, you might say, oh, I know racism exists because the cops are racist. And then you might tell them, oh, well, here's the stats that prove the cops are not racist. And... It's just like telling a Muslim that here's the evidence Allah does not exist, right? You're just going to get a strange look. They're not going to be. They're not going to believe you. They're not going to change their opinion. So hopefully you get the idea. But to take it back to Rittenhouse, I think really, you know, the more you hate Rittenhouse, it's the more you're saying, "I'm a good person. I know that racism exists. You know, I, uh, whatever. I'm not a heretic to the woke religion." You know, I'm a good member. I'm a member in good standing. And so I think that's why the, the people I know are just so whatever about it. Um, it doesn't actually have anything to do with the facts or guns or anything. They just, they just want to keep in good standing in the uh, religion of woke. Twitter handle, at religion of woke. I'll mention here that Huber, that was the second guy that was shot and killed by Rittenhouse, uh, he was bipolar. So the first guy shot and killed, bipolar. Second guy shot and killed, bipolar. And that other case that's going on, Ahmaud Arbery shot and killed, schizophrenic. And whatever, Arbery's criminal, he has a criminal history, it's nothing that crazy. But the two guys that uh, Rittenhouse shot have a disturbing criminal record. First guy was a child molester. The kids were ages 9 to 11. I looked that up. Boys. And then Hoover, the second guy, he tried to strangle his brother, and he got convicted of that. And he kicked his sister. I mean, you know, apparently a hard enough kick that somehow it got into the criminal record. So I'll say it again. You know, if you think you're going to a riot to stop it, and you're bringing a rifle, well... There's going to be some schizophrenic and bipolar people in there, and they're not going to listen to you or do what you say. They're going to attack you and make you kill them. So, you know, that's a, that, that's a really good warning. Like, I wish the, if the media wasn't such a piece of crap, 
that that could be the takeaway from all these cases. And then everyone in America who thinks they're going to use a gun to do something should be pretty damn sure they're not just about to go take a gun to a crazy fight. <laughs>